Hello, America. This here's your host, the Red Baron of Boots on the Streets podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome. All right. Yeah, you know, I enjoy what I do, by the way. I, I enjoy podcasting. It's something that's natural. Um, I just like talking to people and providing information and just, you know, just having good discussion. I think people need to have more discussions and get off of Facebook and and all these other Instagram and uh, let's talk. Let's talk about some issues. Right, America? Hold on. Let me take a sip of my drink. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. Boy, the first sip is always the best. Mm. Kids, don't try that at home. All right, I'm back. Well, I'm going to jump straight to business. Uh, today, I want to talk about how to handle dysfunctional family members. We all have them in our family, America. I don't give a damn how holy you think you are. Everybody has dysfunctional family members. Some might be a little bit more dysfunctional than others. But then again, what's dysfunctional to me may not be dysfunctional to you and vice versa, America. But nonetheless, it's still dysfunctional. So before we go into that, let's let's talk about what how can we uh, describe dysfunctional. Dysfunctional is usually problematic, high drama, creating conflict. Like, so to some people, uh, they might have a family member that, that drinks alcohol and gets drunk at all the family cookouts or parties, and that uncle or whatever might be the problem of the family. Oh, boy, here come Uncle James. You know, he about to get drunk and piss on the Christmas tree or... Uh, pass out face first on the kid's birthday cake well that's i don't want to say that's over the top because nonetheless that's a problem that is a problem in some people's family having a drunk uncle coming around he might get violent and want to fight but what about the other forms of dysfunctional like family members taking shots at each other you know or family members stab each other in the back uh that's that's a serious form of dysfunction because with that type of behavior the family can never be unified that's a toxic behavior. Like, I know this one family. Well, hell, I, I don't even know the family. It's it's in my family. Let me talk about my family, for example. I, I have a sibling that uh I barely even talk to them. And, and I'm not airing us out like that because I, I don't agree with that. But I'm just saying, for example, I, I barely talk to her. and uh, But nonetheless, I'm always finding out she's sneak dissing. Or trying to set little fires behind my back. And I'm looking at her like, you know, what's what's going on? You know, we don't even converse like that. Like, why are you always taking shots at me? I, I don't bother you. Like, why are you taking shots at me? And I was discussing this with uh, someone very close to me. And, you know, they talked about how they had their family issues too. You know, um, maybe a, a lazy brother or something that smells real bad. And, and, and uh, he always coming over and bumming money off family members. And they're getting tired of him or tired of his kids or his wife. But like I said, there's different levels of dysfunctional behavior. You might be dealing with a parent that's a narcissistic, meaning they're always right. Hey, do you have a family member that's like that? Might be a mom, a dad, a cousin, an aunt, that relative that's where they're never wrong about anything. And they always the victim. 
Oh my God, that is like the most challenging person to deal with. For real, America. Dealing with somebody that's never wrong and they're always right. That person lacks growth and development. Because we grow as human beings by admitting to our wrongs and our faults. It takes a big adult, a bigger adult to admit when you're wrong. But if you always got a rebuttal, you always have a rebuttal for your actions or what you done said, or what you done did. And, and, and this might be one of their favorite lines. Well, may, maybe, maybe that's like that. Or maybe I said that. Well, you know you said that. How about you say that? How about you be a grown adult and stand behind your words about what you're saying? I have them in my family and I'm quite sure you have them too. And I've seen them in other people's families. Aunts that's never wrong about anything and they go around terrorizing every family member. I've seen them in other people's families. I've seen aunts run folks up out of the church. Run them up out the church. Come up in there like six deep and just running down on family members or some gangster family member stuff just running down on people. I mean, they, they done put the Holy Ghost aside and, and put their chin strap put their chin strap on their wig and just running down on people. Run them out the church. I don't like the way you clap. You didn't put enough money in the collection plate. Your wife too dark. I seen it, America. I see it. But how do we deal with these people? America pardon me taking my sip again how do we deal with these people you know one thing I learned over the years because I got just tell you a little bit more about myself I worked as a counselor in mental health I did family counseling numerous forms of counseling over the decades that's why I went to college where I have my degrees in one thing I learned is when you're dealing with people that are dysfunctional whether it's friends or family members, but we're talking about family. Oftentimes, whatever is your family member problem, it's just that. It's their problem. It's their problem. And what they do is they take their issue and dump it on you. Try to make it look like you the cause of it or it's your fault or you supposed to fix this situation. They dump it on you. I had an aunt that told me this one time. She said, don't allow other people to dump their trash on you. Some people are emotional dump trucks, just driving around and looking to dump their trash on people. Oh, boom, I'm gonna dump my trash on her. Dump my trash on him. It's their problem. If someone's mad at you, you have a family that's mad at you and they won't return your phone call or send you text messages, well, that's their problem. There's something eternally going on with them where they get to the point and say, I don't want to talk to that person. They're harboring some type of emotions or feeling that they need to confront or pick up the phone and call you and tell you what they're really mad about. And oftentimes it's petty bullshit. It ain't got nothing to do with you once again. It's them. It's them. Some people are ego driven and some people just like to start shit. Some people just really just like to start shit, America. They just want to get it in. They just want to start stuff up. Some you have, We have some family members that hate to see quietness and peace and happiness dwelling. They got to come in and create chaos, stir everything up. Very argumentative, whispering. When you go out to the family gathering, they sitting there whispering to the other person, <laughs> gossiping. 
Oh, the gossipers. The gossipers. But there's some toxic family members. I think you're a low-down toxic family member if you could go to your sibling's wife or husband and badmouth them to their spouse. You one low-down, rotten, damn scoundrel to do something like that. And But guess what, America? There's something called karma. And karma's going to come back. Because if you're sitting out there and you try to sabotage people's relationships or marriages, you better watch your own marriage before your man end up in bed with somebody else. Or before he pack his bags and go back to his place. Be careful of the hole that you dig for somebody today because you might fall in tomorrow yourself. So how do we deal with these dysfunctional people? These toxic people that bring drama around. You have to avoid them like the bubonic plague. I don't care if it's your mother. Stop calling her. If she don't know how to act right like a reasonable goddamn adult, then she don't deserve to be in your life. People say, well, that's tough. I don't care. Look, you want to wake up every day in stress? You want to wake up every day, have this person running your blood pressure up through the roof? You going to work dripping the steering wheel because they just got on your nerves early in the morning. You're grinding your teeth. You want to do that all day? You're responsible for how your day goes in life. So if you let toxic individuals into your life through phone calls, text messaging, or arguing, well, then what type of day you expect to have? That's on you. So number one, we avoid them. We don't call them. Or don't call them as much. If it's a parent, call them once a month. Call them once a month. Make the, convers- make the conversation short and fast. Hey, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing fine. My bun is hurt. Like, you really give a damn. Uh, everything going well? You eating healthy? Yeah, okay. You breathing? Okay, all right. Well, look, you know, I'll just check it on you. Have a blessed day. Get off the phone. You got a raggedy-ass sister or a brother that's trying to start stuff up? You got to feed them with a long spoon. And first of all, if you text them, they don't respond to your phone call, your text message. You just need to stop texting them all together anyway. Because, see, when they don't respond to your text message, and see, in this text message day and age that we're living in, people use the phone as a form of control. Because in our modern day time, we don't know how to communicate with each other. So what we do is we use the phone as a weapon. And that weapon is hanging up the phone on somebody not answering phone calls, not answering text messages. It's a game, and they want to feel up and empowered. Usually, these are very weak-minded and simple cowards, individuals. They're cowards because they don't have the fortitude to stand toe-to-toe with you and say what, what they need to say in your face. They can't handle confrontation. So don't bother texting them because when, when they don't respond, then they sitting on the other end like, yeah, I see the text. I ain't responding to them. Petty, 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 petty. So you take the power away from them. You don't text. You don't call. I don't care if it's your ex-wife or you want to talk to your kids and every time you call, she won't answer the phone call or she won't respond to text message to let you talk to your kids. You know how you handle that heifer? Stop calling. Stop texting. Because after them kids finish kicking her ass up and down the hallway and stuff and driving her crazy, she's going to be blowing your phone up for you to talk to your kids. And sometimes you just have to play hardball. I know you love your kids, but yo, you know what? Oh, well. The kids know how to reach me when they want to talk. That's how you have to play them, America. Remember, you in control of who you let stress you out and bother you. You in control. 
Sometimes when you're dealing with these individuals and you're talking to them, take a deep breath. Let's do it again. Take a deep breath. Control your breathing. Remember, it's not personal. It's never personal. It's them. It's their issues. You might have a sibling, and if you're the male sibling and it's coming from a sister, you might have a sister that's angry about something that her father done did to her in her childhood. Or some other men done did to her. So she turns around and take it out on you. Because she didn't have the fortitude to do it to the men that hurt her. See, that's not personal. That's her issue. She have a problem with men. It's not your issue. Dealing with a... I got a friend that has a... A mom that's like heavily anti-man. Because her husband cheated on her with a white woman. And left her high and dry. So, what she does... She go around bad-mouthing her brothers and her son. She states all the time that all men are dogs, especially black men. Yeah, this is a real toxic human being in America. This person is 70 years old, lonely and bitter. Probably a lesbian too, but lonely and bitter. When she attacks men... Her brothers and her brothers won't even talk to her. When she attacked men, it's not your problem, it's her problem. She's dealing with pain and hurt that she has not gotten over or confronted. So she goes around and tries to hurt every other guy's feelings. Belittle them, put them down, stick it to them behind their back, put a knife in their back. It's not the men problem. It's her problem. She should have got therapy if she's so hung up over her dead husband. She should have got therapy. That's what the therapist is for. How you handle that type of person in America? Pardon me, taking a sip. How you handle that person in America? Easy. Stay away from conversations where this person is going to make themselves the victim. Keep the conversation very general and brief. Talk about the weather outside, what they eat for dinner, or they going to church on Sunday. Keep it real brief. Mm. Pardon me, pardon me. I've been real thirsty, so that's why I'm, I'm, I'm drinking. Um, yeah, keep the conversation real brief with them. Uh, because they're looking for that little niche where they could attack you or start gossiping or do some he says, she says stuff, but they never give a name or they say, that's why they say, if you deal with someone that's stealing from you all the time, a family member, well, don't let them in your house. They got a problem, probably a drug problem. If they stealing, don't let them in there in your house. And people say, well, well, how about I just confront them? You could confront these dysfunctional people all the time. But the problem with them is they don't see that they're dysfunctional. That's a self-realization they have to come to. Now, I'm not telling you to let these people trample over you. Because by any means, I don't let anyone trample over me. It's just that you have to pick and choose your battles. 
You have to pick and choose your battles. If you marry and you know that your mother dysfunctional, don't share your marital problems with your mom. Don't. First of all, I'm going to tell you something, America. Your parents have no business being in your marriage, in your bedroom. Be an adult. Handle your marital problems on your own. Talk to your spouse. Solve your problems on your own. Stop dragging aunts, uncles, and other dysfunctional people all up in your marriage. Your aunts have no business approaching your husband or anything like that, or your sisters or anything, or your brothers taking shots. Because if your spouse go off on one of your family, you're going to be crying. Learn to handle your problems on your own. So keep your mom and them out of them. Because like I said, a, a lot of family members, uh, with the, the problem with dysfunctional behavior, it's been going on for generations with this individual. They most likely learned it from their parents or their aunts and uncles, and it becomes a vicious cycle. And you want to distance yourself from these people because guess what? We are creatures of habit and of environment, meaning that we absorb behaviors. We pick up behaviors from our family members, our environment, and if you're in a household and you're witnessing people being dysfunctional, eventually, if you don't change them, it's going to rub off on you. And you're going to catch yourself doing dysfunctional stuff to other people. It's better to just distance yourself from these individuals. Me, I don't have time to go after anybody. I don't. I'm trying to run my podcast show. I work in the daytime. Uh, I'm working on a poetry book. I go to the gym. Uh, I'm out here just grinding, trying to do things, uh, really focus on my craft. I don't have time to be sneak dissing, taking shots at individuals. That's not my thing. That's petty. That's petty. But one dysfunctional person could disrupt a whole entire household. Facts. You let that person get close to your kids, your kids will start acting up, having behavioral problems. And sometimes these individuals come in twos and threes. They don't even come in one. They come in a wolf pack. It's a group of them. A bunch of dysfunctional wolves. Just waiting. Just waiting out there. Keep yourself distant from them. They have issues that they're battling with and they have not gotten over it yet. And they probably won't get over it. They probably won't get over it. If the behavior is harming you so bad that you feel like you have an anxiety, shortage of breath, uh, you experience an anger or rage, like they get you so frustrated, seek counseling. Go see a social worker or a counselor. Learn some coping skills, breathing techniques. Sometimes when they start saying stuff and popping off at you, you just have to get up and go in the bathroom somewhere and count to 10, run some hot water over your face. Or just remove yourself from the environment. I myself have been at family functions and I can see the, the conversations getting ready to go south. It's not even concerning me, but I just don't want to be around that. And I'm watching like an aunt and her daughter getting ready to go at it. And I'm like, yo, look, I done drove two and a half hours down here. Uh, I got some stuff on my mind. I came out here to get out of town. I don't want to hear this bullshit. So I get up and I go outside to the car or stand in the parking lot. It's usually the same aunt. Uh, but I but exit the environment. If it's in a room, exit the environment. 
If it's in church, go outside. There's always an exit route, unless you're stuck in an elevator. There's always an exit route. You can always get out of there. But you have to exercise exit techniques, breathing techniques. Sometimes just drowning them out or just smile. (laughs) Thank you. You're so kind and walk off. Don't get into conflicts with them. Don't get into arguments with them. It's in, in America, it takes time. It's not something you're going to master that overnight, especially if you've been used to arguing back and forth with them. You're going to have to break yourself out of that. If you're used to calling an individual and they're not answering the phone or responding to your text messages and stuff, well, look, you know what you do? You know if it gets around 7 o'clock and you're like, man, I wonder what they do. I just want to find out what's going on. Turn your phone off. Turn the shit off. Power it off. That's what you do. Put on a movie. Go do some push-ups. Go to the gym. Write a poem. Find something constructive to do with yourself. First of all, if you had a bigger hobby, you wouldn't be so concerned with them anyway. A busy person is never concerned with the petty stuff that's going on around them. So that's what you need to do. You got to find other ways to stay productive and to keep your mind busy. Trust me, you could do it. You could do it. It's, it's, it's doable. It just takes practice. And, and you you start seeing like, like three or four days go by. And you're like, yo, I didn't even talk to this person. You're going to start feeling better. You're gonna, your heart is going to be beating different. Your blood pressure is going to come down. It's not going to be revved up. You're going to be more focused. You're going to be more productive. You're going to get more things out the way. Now, you probably wonder, I want they thinking about me because I didn't call. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. Just do you. Do you. And remember, you know one junkyard. Don't allow anybody to come in there and dump their trash on you. It's their personal problem. It's not you. It's never personal. It's them. All right, America. This here your host, the Red Baron of Boots on the Street podcast. Look here, uh, hit me up. I'm under Red Baron on Facebook and I'm under Boots on the Street Podcast. I'm on Spotify, iTunes, Breaker Podcast, Google Podcast, uh, numerous podcast shows. Download any of those apps that you feel like downloading and just hit follow. It's for free, America. It's for free. I'm here for you. I'm pumping out content. Uh, I'm not... Allowing no lag time to go by. You're going to get stuff from me weekly. It could be three to four shows, but it's going to be weekly. America, I'm here. Hit follow. Hit like. If you want to comment on anything I said, please hit me up on on Facebook under Red Baron. You'll see my Boots on the Street podcast emblem. Uh, I want to thank my fans out there because I'm growing at a rapid rate. In order to be on iTunes, you have to have a certain fan base a good large number of fan base and downloads. So that means that my show is is doing very well if it's on iTunes. And uh, I'm in the talks of probably getting on an actual radio station. So I'm growing. This is I'm taking my business very serious. I'm here for you, America. I'm the voice of America. I'm the voice of urban conservatives. And this is your host, once again, the Red Baron, signing off. Good night, America, and be blessed.